Welcome to episode 27 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont, helping people achieve their full potential with effective self-care through wellbeing coaching. Thank you so much for listening today. In this episode, I'm going to be ranting a little bit about society and the disparity of behaviour in social media during the current crisis. Now, I could really go off on a tangent for every point that I want to talk about today. So this time I've had to really write down my points and make sure I'm really clear about what I'm saying. So here we go. Mental well-being is essential for us all. It doesn't discriminate. Why then am I seeing publicity stunt after publicity stunt like free pizzas for NHS staff, a round of applause by the nation? Did you know that they are having to work in a way that neither them nor us could have ever fathomed? That what they need right now is not pizza. They need to know how they know how to feed themselves already. It's actually kindness, compassion, and be tr- to be treated a lot better by patients in the wards. Look, it's hard for us, the general public, to do this, but the best way we can help is to quieten down the angry noise on social media and stop feeding the fear with bullying about society's behaviour. When an NHS employee sits down to rest and scrolls social media the same way we are all connecting at present, they need to be seeing uplifting content, not anger-filled posts. They need to see practical tips that are realistic for them and they need to have their mental well-being supported by kind and funny content. I know this firsthand. I have a client who is a nurse at a hospital and her anxiety levels right now are through the roof and they're only being exacerbated by the things that she sees on social media. All she really wants is someone to ask her how she is because that's what she's doing for all those patients who cough on her, swear at her, fight with her at work whilst on the front line. Let me give you some context into why I was inspired to put this particular show together, (laughs) okay? If you follow me on social media, you might have already seen some videos that I've put up about chilling a little bit, not feeling like you have to do everything right now and be like superhuman because you've been given this time. Take the rest if you can. Now, I've lost a ton of work as a result of COVID. Right now, I am doing all that I can to ensure that my family's okay through this time, just like many others. I was asked by a writer last week for The Telegraph to contribute to an article for those in a similar situation with some practical tips. I also included a free 30-minute clarity call for those who are struggling with where they are, where where they're supposed to start and what to do uh, in this situation, and basically for them to chat to someone impartial and non-judgmental. Now, I posted this article on my Facebook profile, thinking that friends and family would share it. You know, I'd already said that I was out of work and, well, not out of work, but I'd lost work and that, you know, a like of my Facebook page would really help <laughs> for other people to see stuff. And I got about three likes and one share from my husband. And that share from my husband was basically because I made him do it after I was whinging at him. <laughs> And then I shared it on WhatsApp to various groups and I have very little acknowledgement. 
Then I shared it in a Facebook group with over 60,000 members and I got three likes and no shares. Now, this is what spurred basically this show to be put together. I then looked at that particular group to try and understand why the post didn't get any traction. And I wanted to look really objectively. I looked at the most popular posts within an hour of my posting. One was from a photography company who was retaining some work and having to cancel others. And he got over 400 likes and 50 comments. Another post was giving away pizzas for free to the NHS staff. That post got over 500 likes and over 80 encouraging comments. Now this is what got my go. We're apparently raising the awareness of mental health challenges and we are sharing hashtags like be kind, yet when someone is actually in this space, actually helping, there's radio silence. It's really, really upset me this week. It's really annoyed me, frustrated me, and I'm trying to obviously reframe my thinking and try to understand human psychology I guess at this point and the way people are engaging and of course naturally it's easier for us to engage with things that are light rather than things that are heavy I get that now I'm trying to work through the possible scenarios of why people haven't engaged in the post I thought perhaps people thought that I was self-promoting in an egotistical way because the piece is in the telegraph now I can't make people buy my services and certainly at this time, I would be a really unethical coach if I was forcing people to buy my services because they're going through a rough time. I thought maybe people are reading the piece, but they're scared to like or comment. That's normal. That's normal. They might feel uncomfortable. Maybe my friends are sick of seeing me help people. <laughs> maybe people think that I'm a liar and I'm not doing what I say I am. Maybe people just don't know how to support someone like me. Or maybe I'm just doing it all wrong. Maybe people don't need the help. Maybe what I'm doing isn't good enough. Maybe this isn't what I was put here to do. Look, to be completely transparent, of course, if the people that are booking the free call enjoy my support, perhaps when things settle and resume, you know, when we resume our new normal, they might hire me. But this would be a byproduct of helping them right now. And yes, I am running a business, but I'm also showing that it's not just about money, it's also about being human. And if they haven't got the money to pay for this kind of support, well, if I can give them 30 minutes, why shouldn't I do that? <laughs> you see, I basically put myself in their position. I've not only been there myself, but I'm also getting through a tough time myself due to current events, so I truly can sympathise. Getting support, no matter what it is, can be the difference in someone falling due to their situation leading to severe mental health challenges or not. And at the moment, those struggling with their mental well-being will also have this increased stress to deal with and social distancing doesn't help. We need community, we need relationships and support to help mental health. Now, <laughs> a little insight into me. I am tenacious. I always have been. I will fight until I'm bleeding for anything that I'm passionate about. I've been following conversations and trends on social media. I've been listening to what the press are looking for. And most importantly, I've been listening to what people are saying. This is helping me find my voice within the crisis and to do what I can to help. So I then took to LinkedIn with a simple post to ask for support from the platform. Because maybe what I had put on Facebook wasn't the right 
message. Maybe that's what the problem was. So I rewrote the piece and this is what I wrote. May I ask a favor, please? I'm one of the people who has lost work right now and I'm doing all that I can to change things. If you're able to help, just a simple like or comment on a post that resonates is much appreciated. I will post a couple of times a day and even one like on a post can make all the difference in terms of visibility to a potential client. I will also return the support. Thank you. Now in less than 24 hours, that post has had 223 likes, 23 comments and over 10 and a half thousand views. Now I normally average about 23 views per post, maybe one like, two likes. That's pretty much the traction that I get. Now, Ten and a half thousand views mean that that post has appeared in ten and a half thousand people's feeds. They don't have to engage with the post, but it's appeared. And that's all I needed from the post. I don't have thousands of pounds to spend on advertising. This is the best, most helpful way to be seen. I don't know when or where my next client's going to come from, especially in this climate, but I will do all I can within my means to help them see me. And I'm actually quite overwhelmed about this. Like, I only recently checked how many it was to update the podcast. And I was like, oh, my life, like 10 and a half thousand views. <laughs> it actually made, made me feel a little bit self-conscious. But anyway, the point is, it did what I was saying it would do. It would get me visibility to other people. Now, those people may not need me right now. They may need me right now. They they might need me in the future, doesn't matter. The fact is that I'm being seen and that's what's the most important thing. It costs everyone who did it nothing. Maybe a second of their time to like the post. That's it, that's all it took. But that support helps me. And I really didn't have any expectations of this post working, but I'm so grateful that it has. I mean, we have the time to give time now. So when someone asks for your support and what they are doing makes a difference to human beings, just give it. <laughs> and then this week I checked in with my nurse client and everything that I've just said about how to give support was validated. She was overwhelmed by my support and do you know what I'm going to do? I've been given permission. <laughs> I'm going to read out our conversation because it was that conversation that actually propelled me into doing this show and gave me the confidence to put this show together without overthinking how people are going to receive it because some people are going to receive this show in a negative fashion and I'm in a place now where I can accept that because I can't be liked by everybody and that's okay with me. But there are going to be a lot of other people who are going to listen to this show and it's going to resonate and help support them in their plight to do the right thing at the moment as well. So I sent my client a simple message. I just said, are you okay? Her response, yes. Well, I'm anxious about COVID, but who isn't? Also very tired as I've worked my socks off this last week. How are you? And I said, I'm fine, just been worried about you. Are you getting days off or are you just working 24 seven like social media is saying? She responds, 
I'm getting days off, although I will have done 50 hours since last Friday through till tomorrow. Slept literally all day yesterday. It's been hard, but I've received really, really positive feedback from my managers and a consultant from the wards I've been deployed to, which has definitely helped me. I've somewhat enjoyed being on other wards as my usual ward I work on has closed down for corona patients and it was burning me out. I do feel like I'm just waiting to get sick though, which is probably not the best view to have, but staff are dropping like flies and I've been surrounded by a lot of suspected cases. Thank you for checking up on me though. It really means a lot and at the moment, to be honest. So I then responded, oof, <laughs> I'm here for you, missus. Just try to keep your nutrition in check to build up some immunity and also get those vitamins in if you can. I can order some from Amazon and get them to your house if you're too tired. Just let me know anything with like a hundred kisses. <laughs> Her response to me. And this is the turning point. Oh, Pooja, you're making me emotional. Trying to hold back the tears right now. Not even my family care this much. Just feels so comforting to feel really cared for and appreciated for the work I'm doing in the NHS. Honestly, your words mean so much to me as I'm so frightened, paranoid and anxious, but have kept it at bay reasonably well. But then my passion for nursing overrides the fear as I want to work until I possibly can. I'm so scared, but also know that I've been helping patients so much over the last week and both them and the staff have been so appreciative of me evidently through feedback I've received. I have vitamin C tablets, I need to start taking them, don't I? <laughs> and that's pretty much the conversation. I'm not going to read the entire conversation, but basically, you know, she was sharing with me what was going on and what she was struggling with. And it just, it's just important to be able to give when you can, you know? I want to also state something about the news because when the news is only covering one particular topic, you're not hearing about other things going on and other things are going on. Now, whilst the news is only covering COVID, hospital wards are being closed and vulnerable patients are going into society without follow-on care. The rate of suicide is not being reported and the stress of the situation is affecting our NHS teams. So, how can we help? I couldn't put a podcast together without being at least a little bit helpful. Like, you know, just doing a rant of a podcast, I don't think is the best idea. So I have put together some things that we can do to help the situation. And also these are things that can help us too. So it's not such a bad thing. We can communicate with anyone we know who works at the NHS. And just very, very simply, just ask how they are, answer their calls or call them. Not talking about COVID, don't do that. Allow them to de-stress by talking about what they're going through. Let them share what it's like for them and then empathize. Don't then add fear to the conversation because they'll get back up to angry again. I saw a post on LinkedIn this week about the change curve, the Kubler-Ross change curve. It's, um, it's also known as the five stages of grief. It's a model consisting of the various levels or stages of emotions that are experienced by a person who is going to approach death or is a survivor of an intimate death. But it's a model some coaches use to help clients move from limiting beliefs and templates. Now I need you to be a bit visual here. It's a graph where time is the x-axis, that's the axis at the bottom, and morale, energy and performance are on the y-axis at the top. 
There are seven steps within this curve and you come and go from the stages based on triggers. So the first stage is shock, then denial, then anger and blame, then bargaining and self-blame, then depression and confusion, then acceptance, and finally problem solving. We need to be aware of this and we need to move into a sphere of acceptance. Why? Because what are you really going to do about COVID? You don't have the cure. You can't stop it. You can only do what you can do. Staying in the anger blame cycle, that's only going to perpetuate more of this. And that's what is harmful to people's mental well-being. When we're all in lockdown, unable to come and go as we please, and we've basically, in essence, lost our freedom for the prevention of a virus, life is going to be bloody different and bloody hard. Now, in order to support our communities, we need to really do it with self-awareness and conscious awareness of others. I guess this is where I'm going to get ranty. There is no point in staying in a state of fear. It adds to stress and it weakens your immune system. So go the other way and instead fill yourself and others up with happiness wherever possible. I'm not ignoring those that are vulnerable, but just do your bit if you can to help them as well through more positive communication. We can also as a nation think a little more wisely about what we post to social media. I'm not saying to be airy-fairy and only focus on the positives, but instead of perpetuating a situation that in truth none of us can control, we can support our communities by sharing funny content, snippets of home life, cat videos, (laughs) anything that takes the attention away from the fear-inducing hype of the crisis. And if you're a company, Think about your free act of kindness before you do it. Find out what time they finish their shift. Think about what the NHS staff might really need so that it really is an act of kindness and not a publicity stunt. I also want to stress a couple of final points. Limit the amount of news that you are consuming. Once in the morning and once in the evening is more than enough. The rest is speculative news which is feeding your fears and messing with your rational mind. Reduce your social media consumption or unfollow people whose posts only focus on fear and that's basically anything that talks about the crisis. Social media is a lifeline right now for our relationships. Make it a supportive and kind environment. Remember the people that you are bullying into staying at home. They're not listening to you. It's pointless. The people in your profiles are probably not the ones defying the government guidelines and probably get mentally hurt by constantly seeing these posts. This is what I mean about being self-aware and consciously aware of others before posting. Don't try and create a brand new life as a result of your new normal. Yes, this is a great time to discover hobbies and try new things, but like anything, if you want it to be sustainable, i.e. something that you can carry on way beyond the crisis, you need to let it happen more naturally. Give the free exercise videos a go. Try new ways to manage stress. Have a go at homeschooling, but remember that you can also really benefit from just doing nothing especially if you have a family do nothing for days learn about each other find out what your five-year-old thinks of the world connect with friends and family in a new way without distraction busyness and tiredness you know those excuses that we use in daily life oh once i've done this then i'll be free and we can meet up and everything will be happy yeah that'd be cool 
but that date never happens, does it? Or you try to fix a date with somebody and your calendar is just busy for months and months and months. Well, it's not right now. If you have the gift of time now, use it to build or rebuild relationships. Relationships are the most essential part of mental well-being. This will pass. It will pass. It's not the plague and even that passed. Let go of needing to control the situation and perhaps give into it a little bit more. And a final note on reframing your mindset. Everyone in the world is affected by this. You are not alone. We are in this together. You have a choice to lift people up or to be harmful to their mental well-being. Coming together as a community or a nation, being supportive in the ways people ask and need, and most importantly, being kind is what is needed right now for everyone to get through to the other side. The tide will turn. Thank you for listening. I send you all love and well wishes. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com.